Thank you and good morning, everyone. Um, so we'll be continuing in Acts and we're going to look at Acts 11 from verse 19 and we're going to be looking at uh, the church in Antioch. So I'll just read from Acts 11 from verse 19. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, I'm not sure how to say that, Cyprus and Antioch spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples as each was able, as each one was able decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Okay, so we're going to be looking at um, the church in Antioch. And in a way, we are also like a scattered people. You know, like we come together on Sunday, but actually from Monday to, to Sunday, actually only for a few hours are we together but we are scattered in our different spheres of influence. So whether it's in our families, our neighborhoods, you know, we are a scattered people. So I, I feel this, um, we have a lot of lessons that we can take from the church in Antioch. And I find it so encouraging, like from some of the conversations that we've had in the meeting so far, um, it's quite a confirmation of kind of the word that I have today. So. I'm just going to start sharing that. So, so far in Acts, as we've been seeing, you know, um, the gospel has been spreading quite a lot in the early church. You know, we are told that the day of Pentecost, there were Jews from, every, you know, like from every nation under the world and they, you know, under the sun and they came together and they heard about the gospel, you know, and it kept spreading. But up until now, the gospel has been spreading mostly to the Jews. You know, we know of, um, just before we know, Philip talked to the Ethiopian eunuch. He was a Gentile. Um, Philip also went to Samaria and he talked to the Samaritans. And we know a lot of Samaritans then came to know of the Lord. And then just in, in Acts 10, we see that Peter went to Cornelius's house and Cornelius and his household were um, baptized and received God and they were Gentiles. And so those were just a few individuals. Um, but from what we have read now, 
we see that they were those that had been scattered because of the persecution and they had ended up in Antioch. And um, the ones, the, the believers that were in Antioch were the ones who were now spreading the gospel. So Antioch was a large cosmopolitan city in the Roman Empire. It was multicultural. You had Jews, Syrians, Romans, Asians, Africans, and it was like it was a port city. So there was a lot of merchants and traders coming through the city. So it was a bustling um, economic hub of its time in the Roman Empire. And we're told that these disciples in this bustling city, scattered as they were, began to speak about the good news to the Gentiles. And I can only imagine like a cosmopolitan city. I mean, we know of many cities around the world. It could be London, New York, whatever. You know, they are full of people from different places, different ideologies, different beliefs. And these are the people that we are told that those scattered disciples began to speak about the good news of Jesus. And also what's interesting is we're not even told the names of these people. You know, they just said some of them from Cyrene, from Cyprus. These are nameless disciples, you know, ordinary men and women just like us uh, who, were, who were sharing their faith. You know, I'm, I'm assuming they must have, I don't think they like went out and started preaching at street corners or whatever, but I imagine that they were, as they lived their lives, as they um, lived their lives in their neighborhoods, as they went to work, as they went about their business, they were sharing the gospel, they were sharing um, what they knew. You know, they probably presented their savior in such a way that they lived gospel-centered lives that it was clear that everyone will see. And we are told that news about their faith, about their belief reached um, Jerusalem. And if you think Jerusalem was like 300 miles away. And we are also told in this passage that this is the first time that they were called Christians. So the people around them must have seen, gosh, Different people of different ideologies, of different beliefs are coming together. You know, they're praying and it's all centered around this Jesus Christ. And that's where the Christian, you know, then they started calling them Christians. You know, I think what a testament to how they were living their lives to the extent that people around them called them um, Christians. And it says the hand of God was upon them and a great number of people believed So actually this led me to kind of reflect, you know, on me, like, like how did I come to know Christ? Like, you know, just to uh, reflect. And I also want us to even think about it now. Like, how did you come to know Christ? Or did somebody talk to you? Do you remember who first told you about Jesus? Was it one person? Was it several people who were intentional who were talking about Jesus to you in your life? And how did they bring up the subject of um, God to you? Or maybe did you grow up in a Christian home where actually praying, reading the Bible and going to church is something that you did all the time, it was the norm. How did you come to know Christ? And then I was thinking 
of my own story. And I thought, wow, this is such a miracle. At the time, I didn't actually think so. But I grew up in a, in a Christian home. We were Catholic. I went to church every single Sunday. Everything was, you know, every single, that's what we did. That's what, that's all I, that I knew. But then when I went to boarding school in my first year of secondary school, when I got there, so our dorm, we were all just 13 years old. So all the form ones used to say, share a dorm. But these girls went to Christian union. They would always talk about God. They were always doing Bible study. I became so intrigued. You know, I had to go with them just to find out what was going on. You know, and even though there was a Roman Catholic priest who came, I, I just had to go because these girls, even on our breaks between uh, prep time and supper time, they were always, you know, they were just reading the word. Every, I just became so intrigued, ended up going to church. And, you know, the, I didn't even know about speaking in tongues, people speaking in tongues. There was interpretation of tongues. You know, people would come with words of encouragement. Oh, to come, I just feel God is. And it was always so on point and even, you know, there was casting out of demons and all this happened and I was a 13 year old girl in my first year of secondary school. Then it didn't seem spectacular, but just as I was preparing for this preach, I just thought, what an amazing God. 13 years old, this is what people were doing, you know? And um, so it just got me thinking and I hope we can all reflect even after this day, how did you come to know God? Who was it that began to speak about God? These were girls who just lived their life. I don't remember anybody particularly pushing me or saying, oh, you're, you know, but I, I just couldn't help but notice how my peers were living their lives. So, and it's good news, you know, we have the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like, you know, the people in Antioch had, even though they'd run away from persecution, they had such good news that they couldn't keep to themselves. You know, it was difficult to keep that good news to themselves. And it's like us, you know, I was thinking about, I don't watch football, by the way. I I don't see the point of it. Sorry, I know there are many football fans and I'm really sorry. But I, I don't enjoy it at all. But I'll tell you, I know that Chelsea won something last week. And the reason I know is because on my WhatsApp status, nearly everybody in my contact who's a Chelsea fan had... Oh, we won this. I, I was getting sick of it. I was like, oh, you can't even run away from it. And in my family groups, there were memes. There were, ev everyone knew that, well, I knew that Chelsea had uh, won something big. And that's the thing with good news. You know, you can't kind of contain it. You can't keep it and say, oh, you know, it's something that you want to tell people about. And you see it on social media. You know, people, if you're having a baby or You've got a job that you've always wanted or, you know, whatever it is, people like to share good news. And it says the people who had scattered to Antioch shared the good news of Jesus Christ. And then, um, and then it got me wondering, I know the good news. I know the good news of Jesus Christ, but am I excited to share the gospel? Like, have I got that excitement or do I live my life in such a way like my friends used to in that first year when I got to boarding school? You know, unlike Chelsea's, Chelsea's good news, it was probably good news just to the fans of Chelsea. But those that were, were playing against Chelsea, 
that was not good news for them, I'm sure. But the good news of Jesus Christ is good news to all. You know, it doesn't exclude anybody. There's nobody who said, mm, but this one, the good news of Jesus Christ is good news for everyone. So the message of salvation that we know about is good news. So I wonder, you know, like even listening to Joe when he was um, talking about the lady who was litter picking and everything like that. Guys, we have good news. We have good, people are waiting on that good news, you know, and um, why, what is it about the good news? Why aren't we talking about the good news that we have? I'm not saying some people don't, but then I'm even reflecting as an individual, like how come I'm not talking about it as much as I did? I remember when I became a Christian, my mother, we used to be given like um, writing pads and envelopes and stamps to write home to say we're doing well. We're... I was now spending all, I would just say, hello, mama, how are you? I'm fine. Then I would write Bible verses. I'll say, God says this, you know, that just became my life because I just wanted my mom to know so much. I was like, yes, I know you go to church, but there's, there's so much more to Jesus. You know, I couldn't contain it. Even, you know, people ended up knowing all my family members. I just couldn't contain it. But then when I look now, am I still so excited about the good news that I want to share it? with everyone around me. And I think it's really important, like just hearing, like even Clive speaking, you know, um, about his friends and how it would probably, knowing Jesus would make life so much better for them. So in a world that's full of darkness, we've got the good news that Jesus is the light of the world. You know, to, to those who are hurting, Jesus is good news that he's with us and he's our comfort. In a world where, you know, we're striving to meet impossible standards, you know, we, Jesus provides the good news that, you know, he is, our identity is in him and we no longer need to strive for stuff, but then we can rest knowing that our identity is in him. You know, in a world that feels so hopeless, he is the hope for all, you know, in a world at war. He says, I'm the Prince of Peace. We have such, such good news. But the question is, and the question that I've been asking myself is, am I sharing the good news? Am I sharing the good news with all those that are around me? You know, how can I be enjoying salvation and not share it with those around me? You know, how can I be indifferent uh, in sharing God's love and enjoying the joy that he brings with those around me, you know, how can I not ache for the people around me who do not know the good news that I know? Um, and then I began to say, actually, maybe sometimes it's because um, maybe I'm afraid, you know, afraid of ridicule, afraid that maybe somebody's going to come up with such an intelligent question and I'm not going to be able to answer it. You know, so many things that we can be afraid of. But then I have to remind myself that this is good news. You know, when I, I, those um, people who went out who were in Antioch, 
I'm sure there were people who were way educated than them or who were more cynical or whatever they were, but they shared their lives. They lived lives. Um, they went out and just shared the good news um, of Jesus. So my question is, what is holding us from sharing the good news? You know, what is it? And I think that's where we need to all reflect and see what is it that is um, kind of stopping me? Because we tend to keep our faith for ourselves or not share it. Or maybe when we do share, we're sharing with our close circle of people. But maybe what about our neighbors? What about our work colleagues? Are we sharing the good news? And I guess for me, what I've learned now just from doing this is I can start small. You know, I can start with things and as I get more comfortable. So even as an encouragement to anybody. So maybe let's say with your work colleagues. Usually, you know, we'll ask each other, oh, how was the weekend? How was the weekend? And you're like, oh, yeah, it was fine, whatever. But maybe now I'll be more intentional. Oh, yeah, the weekend was fine. Actually, I went to church. And I, this week we were talking about um, uh, the goodness of God or the good news that is Jesus. And then sometimes it might not lead into much conversation, but then there's that awareness that is there. I remember my colleague was asking me the other day, oh, you, you commute. It's an hour on the road. What do you do? I would be so bored. And, you know, that just gave me the opportunity. Actually, I read my, I listen to my Bible and sometimes I'm praying. And then that just led to a, it didn't go far, the conversation, but it started a conversation. And I think that's what we need to be doing, whether it's in the gym or whether you're going for netball with your friends or wherever you find yourself. We should start, the, when we start our conversations, if it leads to any thing we, where we can talk about Christ, we should do it. And I just want to mention this. My, my daughter went out for drinks with a friend recently. And she said, as we were talking, she was really going through stuff and everything. And she said, I've really felt prompted to say, actually, you know, Jesus is the answer. And she said that led to a 40 minute conversation while they were having cocktails of just talking about Jesus. And at the end, she was like, oh, but I'm not religious, never have been. Do you think it will be okay if I read the Bible or whatever? But it started that conversation. And then she talked about the app and they even had to say, this is the Bible reading program that you can start and we can talk about it. And, that, and I think that's the evangelism that we're gonna have to do, that it's everybody's responsibility that we begin to talk about the good news. When opportunities pre present themselves, even if it's a small window of opportunity, take it and talk about the good news of Jesus. Um, and I'm sure there are many more other things that people can come up with, but that's my encouragement today. And I feel like just from what people were saying, you know, that we need to be reaching so many people out there just in our everyday lives as we live out our Christian lives May we take that opportunity to tell about the good news of Jesus Christ, because it is a world that is dying to hear the truth, and we have got the truth. So thank you, and be blessed.